Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to another episode of Ten Backwards, the Star Trek discussion podcast from the UK. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Everson, and over the magic of the internet are my co-hosts, Rick Palmer. Hello. Gemma Turland. Hello. And Will Turland. Hello. And we are gathering again to talk about Star Trek Picard. We've, um, We've just had the seventh episode of this series... Uh, appear on our screens. Uh, I have literally just come seconds from watching it. I think you guys have been a bit a, a day or two now into watching it because I was delayed. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've watched it twice. Oh man, uh, we're already. I know, you, I know you're you're emotionally compromised at the moment, aren't you? Ricky? I am so emotionally compromised, oh. <laughs> and I knew I would be. I knew I knew when we got to this episode, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna have a tough time of it. But uh, no, I think it was totally worth it. I was I was happy overall with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. I my experience of watching it was Gemma, you'd gone to bed early. Uh-huh. Um, I'd had uh, I'm going into the cupboard and got myself a, a few a few tipples. Um, <laughs> An assortment of tipples. Yeah, made myself some microwave popcorn. And I just, I, I just thought uh, it, it was just an, it was an incredible experience. Mm. It was like it was one of the, my favourite hours of of television that I've seen in in a long time. Mm. Yeah, um, and it was just an absolute joy. It, it was literally an hour, wasn't it? Yes, and, and usually yeah. for new new Trek, which sort of bounces in its timings around sort of thirty five to fifty minutes, but this was yeah fifty eight minutes something, so, full hour of. Well, I was going to say a full hour of Star Trek action, but this is um, this is probably one of the lower um, yeah. on the scale of action for the for this series so far. Yeah, definitely a, a full hour of uh, Star Trek, uh, just characters talking. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 well, I think for an episode where we reunite with a couple of key next generation characters, uh, having them mainly stand or sit around having a talk is is pretty apt. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Indeed. absolutely. Yeah, I and mean, you could say they had a sort of series of meetings yes. throughout the episode, <laughs> well, just like they would do in TNG. Troy even goes as far as to say, "Let's pretend the dinner table is your ready room." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was—it was like it was a little bit patronising as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> pretend that our dinner table is the ready room of the Enterprise. Cool. Oh, Troy Come was on, you crazy old, yeah, you crazy Troy old was man. gold all the way through, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gold. I yeah. thought she was brilliant in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, I feel um, like I feel like the episode was probably this long because in other episodes, there's probably stuff that you can you can cut out of an episode that doesn't kind of add to the to the to that particular episode, doesn't add to the plot or whatever. But with this one, it's. It was probably just all gold. It was just mm. like there's nothing here mm. that we need to cut out. It's all really good, and yeah, yeah. and and the fans will absolutely love it. So let's just keep it in. Yeah, and then yeah. like and then like well, if we do that, this episode is going to be a two hours long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can get rid of some stuff then. All the Narek stuff we don't need. <laughs> He's just in his ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Lara. Keeping um, the guys up with the Troy and Riker. Oh, the Jit Cube or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I meant his bloody Rubik's Cube. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the, the 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 crux of this episode is basically uh, visiting the Rikers, isn't it? This is this is where yeah. for, for the certainly for the long term fans, uh, but also I think for anyone who's getting to know Picard, this is, is got incredible importance hmm. because um, yeah. Well, a, a kind of interesting thing is that I think a lot of this series, Picard, if you're not familiar with him, can come across as a bit of a dick. Yeah. He's he's not yeah. he's not making a great showing of himself. He's um he's essentially kind of got caught up in this little adventure and he's dragging people in left, right and centre and, and using them. Um yeah. and kind of very much blind to their to their issues, their troubles and their well certainly like Rafi is a fantastic case in point. He's very much ignorant of her immense distress. Mm. I think. Um, yeah. So. Do, you think, do you think that's because he, you know, in, in in the past he was used to having someone like Troy there to to remind him of those mm. things? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's a nice there's a nice moment. I suppose we're getting a bit too much into it, but there's a mi- nice moment where um, Riker calls him on on his arrogance mm. actually mm. in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah. Yes. But um, we... but he, yeah, I mean, he's used to managing with a management team, mm. isn't he? Mm. So maybe they did more of the touchy-feely personnel stuff. Yeah. And he was, uh, he did the big decisions. He, yeah, he made the cold, hard decisions yeah. in the meetings. Yeah. yeah, that's what the first office is for, isn't it? I think they go into that a few in different series of Trek, that the first office is there to do all the... Like a lot of the day to day running of the starship, into yeah, like, mm. all the personnel and things like that, and keeping that ticking over. Yeah, Whereas mm. the captain's the sort of the figurehead. He's yeah, he's, he's the decision man. Yeah, mm. and the, the first officer. I think they've said on probably on next channels, definitely one of those late series, something along the lines of the first officer is the bridge between the crew and the captain. Mm. He's that link between them. Mm. So. Uh, but also, I mean, Troy obviously f- always filled a, a definite function in that aspect as well. So it was nice. Yeah. It was nice actually see her call Picard out on his on his nonsense. Oh, that was beautiful. I loved that scene. Yeah, because she she was yeah. like, oh, when she's just like, this isn't appropriate for a ship's counselor to say, but you had that coming. This isn't something a ship's counselor is supposed to say, but you had it coming. Easy there, Imzadi. Do you have any idea what that young woman's been through? Yeah, and they, those two were all, all, all huffy about her reaction mm. to him, and mm. uh, and you know, as, as the audience, you kind of well, I, I person was thinking, hang on, you know, you, you don't have the right to speak to her like that. Of course, she's going to react, and then Troy says it. Yeah, yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, and that- should we um, before we get before we get too deeply into. Mm, what happens halfway through yeah should we should we roll it right back to the because i think we open with it with a really important scene it's another flashback which is in keeping with what we've had in the other um episodes of picard but it's a flashback to three weeks ago Mm. where dr gerati we revisit a scene from the this very series And we find out uh, what happened with her and um, oh, Commodore O. Oh, yes. 
We do. And that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And we find out, we kind of find out why she's wearing sunglasses. It's it's a it's a tool for the <laughs> for the uh, yeah for making a beautiful shot mm-hmm. of <laughs> um of Girati's face reflected in the sunglasses. Yeah, so speaks to her. That's why. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for 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 a species that has uh, given up emotion, Vulcans do appreciate good tra- good tra- <laughs> dramatic framing. They do indeed. And so, yeah, O does a, a Vulcan mind melt mm-hmm. with Majorati um, and kind of exp- basically sort of explains to her what her point of view is, and mm. we see some really brief uh, shots of some epic destruction mm. and basically what Commodore o, um, says is going to be the the consequences of having synths around mm. and like Girati is pretty shaken up by that she throws up and mm. not, not for the only time in this episode <laughs> yeah, yeah a... this didn't me, did it well. I was like god do we, do we really need to see her throwing up again it's like oh, she threw up at the beginning of the episode she throws up again later it's like oh, it's killing my crush. You know? <laughs> then there's a bit where she's all foaming at the it's mouth. It's a very delicate crush. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it's fragile yeah. at the moment. Because, you know, initially I was way into her. And then, like, she did a murder. And I was like, no, okay, no, I'm still into her. And then, then she was sick then twice. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> as, as I recall, you first had to go off her when she, you found out that she'd slept with Rios. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'd, oh, ne- I'd forgotten about that. Honestly, Matt, you should be encouraged by that because clearly she's into beardy dudes. That's true. But, Who can do um, keepy-uppies, though? How many keepy-uppies can you do, Will? Um... I don't think I can even do one keepy-uppie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, I, would throw, I would miss the ball on the first shot and she'd be like, wow, that's, that's, one of the, that's the worst keepy-uppie attempt I've seen. More of a droppy missy. Like, y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then she'd be like, I'm, I'll I'm, see you later. Yeah, I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> I'll have to hang out with a cool, sexy pilot. Like, oh, she, man. She, she might just throw up on you first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then murder me. <laughs> oh, this is, this is the worst first date ever. <laughs> but, um, but, but Commodore O, she, she frightens Girati into helping her right like that yeah. that mind yeah. meld that mind meld is a is a is just there to induce fear it's just, it's just mm. it's to scare Girati into to helping her helping commodore o i'm i'm i mean yeah. i'm particularly disturbed by this because we know from other series that mind melds can be used to you know to twist people's perceptions and to force them to do stuff they don't want to yeah, and and that and that and what's it? And, and that mind melds like that can have a deleterious effect on the recipient. If mm. like, mm. so so yeah. I mean, my, I think my interpretation of this scene was that I, I think Commodore o believes, fully believes that that since are a danger and a threat, and I think yes, I think maybe that's what she was. <laughs> Is that sort of strong belief that she was able to get across in the mind meld, mm. and whether that what she showed Girati was what that was actually sort of based on, I don't know. But I but I, I guess it was, was she fully believed that that well I, I mean that, why else would 
she well, why should she be pursuing the course of action she is yeah and that was interesting yeah. that was that was echoed later on in a conversation with um Oji, yes yeah when he tried to convince her that he was he was uh not lying and all mm. she and she stated that yes she can tell that he believes he's he's telling the truth but that's not the truth you know that's, yeah that's your yeah. belief i mean yeah, I, but, I suppose yeah. that i suppose that what i was showing dr girati could be i mean it could be it could be events from the past i mean we know that the romulans dislike of since goes back a long way and mm. vulcans and romulans have a shared ancestry and mm. so it's i mean may, maybe it's maybe it's events from the past that we just i mean because we you can't i i mean i don't know i mean the, what we what we the glimpses we got were pretty brief so i wasn't able to see if it was a particular planet that was being attacked because yeah. or a particular city yeah. i mean i mean I, I imagine other people have kind of gone into that scene and broken it down into its intimate details so it could i mean it could be there could be hints as to where that is and and i suppose if it's earth then that's a prediction of the future whereas if it's not earth that could be somewhere else couldn't it i suppose it could be yeah you you're right i suppose because they they talk about a a, a prophecy but i but i guess is the and and um, um soji is that as the destroyer yeah and this kind of thing but yeah i mean i mean they they this their intense um fear and dislike of synths does seem to come from the past so it does but surely showing someone a vision of the future would be more effective than showing them something from the past yeah, yeah. but what I if mean, you didn't I, what I, if you didn't have well, a vision of the future so you were like well i'll couple it together i'll do a montage <laughs> of stuff from the past uh put some workout music to it and that'll fuck girati up she'll be sick <laughs> than she was <laughs> i reckon that's it yeah and then, so Girati chewed and swallowed the uh, tracking device. Yes, yeah. I love tracking Chewing device gum. flavor of chewing gum. Ooh. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> fresh mint, isn't it? It's blue. So I mean, you get you get a tracking it device looked, and minty fresh breath. <laughs> it looks like it cleared out the sinuses. There. Yeah, yeah. She needed it because she'd been sick. So <laughs> she didn't need. That's what it was. Mint. It wasn't a tracking device. It was just yeah, just. Take this. Your breast stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either oh, this God. one or it goes, you know, it goes up the butt. So <laughs> when she held it out, I thought, is that just like a little device just to wear it? What's she put in her mouth for? <laughs> that would have been a great scene. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, it's really expensive. No, it was take this. It wasn't consume this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> just if you give anything, don't give anything to Girati. Oh yeah, I was gonna say just like us. Yeah, that, that's what I think that's why I reacted like that. I'm just used to seeing my kids put stuff in the mouth they're not supposed to. So my gut is <laughs> oh, don't put it in your mouth. Oh no, she actually wants you to. Okay. <laughs> but I just thought she had to like pin it inside a top or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you're given a history of throwing up, probably not a good idea to let her eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, then we go we go straight into like a really sort of fast paced pre credit sequence where um, back on the ship and it's in a tractor beam and mm. then they can't get out and then we're back on the cube and and um, uh, all the all the XBs get 
get yeah. murdered oh, by the God, Duchess yeah. sexy Romulan lady. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty devastating. And that, but we don't really have time to to sort of process that because then we're thrown old um, what's his name shoots off in a sort of fighter uh, ship. Narek. Narek, yes. Yeah. Um, and then they're and then they're off. Uh, they're released from the tractor beam. They're being tracked, and um, they're they're well away. Mm. And it's like bam, and we we haven't even seen Picard yet. No, it's, it's one of the most. It's probably like the the most sort of uh, high energy, fast paced openings that we've had in Picard so far. I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would agree there. Yeah, mm. um, it's quite a fun contrast considering that a lot of the. Um, episode takes place on Nepenthe and is a, is a lot slower paced yes yeah so every so often we'll just flash off to the drama on the um, La Serena or the um, or the happenings on the cube and it's like, yeah oh, sort of jarring action fast-paced conflict contrast there <laughs> I, I was gonna say have we as we've talked about in the the, the earlier part of this recording because yeah the bulk of this episode is um, yeah Picard and and um, Sojay show up on uh, on a planet and then talk to Riker and Troy for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's it. But it's but it's it's way more uh, wonderful than that sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I was always um, worried the, about the, the scenes in uh, in the cube, like those early scenes with with Hugh and the XBs, because I was like, and not to spoil it, but. I was worried that he was going to die in that in that scene. I was like, "This is it." Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want it to happen. I like you. He's we've only just yeah. got him back, and then he didn't die. I was like, "Phew!" Oh, um, Elnor, Elnor saved him, and, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna do something to take back the cube from the Romulans. Like, yes, that's so cool. Um, and then later on, you know, things happen, and and I was sad again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, I had a similar kind of, uh, yeah, a similar feeling. Yeah, that's a bit gutsy. He was, he was, he was blind, and, you know, blink of an eye. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, that, yeah, that that was sad because because he was a. Um, it was great to see him back. He he's he's been yeah. a, a real standout in this series. Yeah. I thought. thought he's and been I was. Great. I was I was really excited that he was going to be a, a longer I know. character. So, so I was saying to Will, "Oh, Will, I really I'm really glad that he's going to be in it because obviously he's going to be in it for a bit more now because Elnor's there yeah. and they're going to take back the cube." And I'm really I'm really and then you know. Yeah, I was watching it for the second time and I was like, <laughs> "I can't say what's going to happen." Yes, Gemma, oh. he's going to die. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that. No. Um. But yeah, so yeah, so we show we we we're on a planet. Uh, it's it's pretty sort of idyllic, and uh, Picard meets like a, a wild lady of the woods. Yeah, um, but it's it's actually a, a, a young girl, mm-hmm. and she's not really a threat. And that was my uh, first emotional bit when uh, when <laughs> when he called her Kestra. Uh, yeah. Like, oh. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't picked up on that on that until after the fact, but um, yeah, sorry, Rick, go, go ahead and explain who who uh, Kestra is. So yeah, we find out in a season seven episode of Next Generation that um, Laxwana Troy had a, a a daughter before Diana that uh, was called Kestra, but she died when Diana was essentially still a baby, 
and Black Swallow basically then removed all trace of her existence. So Deanna wasn't even aware of her. And it was only when yeah. um, when the mental blocks uh, Loxana put around her mind to forget and repress the memories of Kestra broke down that it all came out. Um, but yeah, it was like a really sort of, it's a bit of a deep cut, but a really touching little tribute and nod, I thought, to have to include that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and I and I think it felt um, it didn't feel like it was kind of a like a reference too far. It felt entirely um, fitting that that's that's what, uh, yeah, what I, Deanna would, would want her her daughter to be called. It's completely believable they do that, and they didn't didn't make a big thing of explaining out. It's just there. Yeah. If you're not familiar, that's her name. If you are familiar, you get it. But then that's it. You don't need to dwell on it. You don't need to over explain everything. So it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You didn't need a scene where Picard was like, "Oh, Kestra, that name is familiar." Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Well, you must have named her after, yeah. um, the, um, and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we kind of get we get that kind of grit. So they come across a like a a really nice house. Uh, it's like a big old sort of log cabin and or a lot or a log mansion. <laughs> and yeah. uh, out out of out of that house walks Deanna Troy. Yeah, and we uh, see her for the first time since. Um, and so was were her appearances in Voyager post Nemesis or no, pre Nemesis? Nemesis showed us Admiral Janeway, didn't it? Of course, yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. So her her only post Nemesis appearance is um, in the Enterprise finale. These are the voyages. But chronologically, that was still, that was season seven of Next Gen because it was within the Pegasus. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to get a bit timey-wimey. But, uh... <laughs> it was lovely but to yeah. see though, wasn't it? I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, it was, it was just brilliant. Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it works. I mean, like you were saying, Rick, for for someone who's uninitiated with TNG, it's 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 a it's still a scene that works. But for people who are initiated, it's it's just lovely, isn't it? It's, it's a chance to see those characters meeting up again, and, and yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of what works with this episode and those characters is that the the people playing the characters are friends too, and it felt like. I mean, I, I imagine that those characters, those people, those re- those people in the in in there in the real world, probably meet up more often than the their characters do. But it still felt like it was that sort of people friends meeting up again and, and being friends and and catching up and you know and, and having that and kind of re-energizing that relationship with each other and. I think a lot of that real energy shone through in this episode. It it just felt really genuine, like genuine yeah. caring p- people who genuinely care for each other, reuniting. I'm fine. I'm fine, really. And I am very, very glad to see your face. There's definitely a, a like a natural warmth to those performances mm. and those scenes yeah absolutely yeah and i think i did find myself thinking objectively if i kind of forget that i'm a star trek fan for a while um th- th- this episode feels problematic in that we 
we sort of take a bit of a time out and mm. spend absolutely ages with two characters who aren't really a part of this story and mm. it, and it, it does it is a bit of an indulgence but but I can't I can't look at it objectively because because subjectively I just think every minute that we had on screen with Riker and Troy and Picard was was absolute gold and I, I feel like it was absolutely the right decision to you know not have them just show up as a cameo but actually have a whole episode where we we catch up with them and we find out what what's been happening since we last saw them on screen what are their lives like mm. and and I, I love I love how that all played out, and I I don't know how I'd feel about it if I if I wasn't a big TNG fan. But, yeah. But I, I yeah I I loved it. I think I I mean yeah I loved it, and I agree with you entirely. But I think the the only problem I have with this episode is that um some some pretty big things happened in the in storyline C. That yeah. it just got kind of swept to the side. The death of Hugh, which yeah. was it was powerful and it's impactful and it's kind of um, blink and he's gone, yeah. which is always impactful. But it, I, I think that storyline deserved a bit more than it got. It, it did feel like there were there were there could have been like a couple, you know, two or three scenes on the cube yeah. that got cut. Because you had this, you had this huge um, emotional um, coming together of him and Picard, Mm. and it was it was a big moment, and then he's just kind of killed, yeah. um, In you know, in in the in the smallest storyline in the next episode, and I just yeah, that was a bit unbalanced, I think. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd agree. That wasn't my favorite part of the episode. Mm. Um, it kind of, yeah. it kind of felt like Q was killed to just further Elnor's story a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. I kind of feel that yeah. he's got a, a bit of a legacy of his own going on. You know, he's a very, mm. just, just regardless of the, the the fact he's only been in two episodes of Next Gen previous to this series. He's he's a big deal, you know. He's a very mm. he's a very loved character, and I kind of think there's a lot on him. And just I don't know. I don't, I'm not I'm I'm not entirely. It doesn't sit entirely right with me, like you guys. It's like mm. it's not the way I would have wanted you to go. Yeah. I'm interested to I'm interested to to see how they'll reintroduce that plot point of the Romulans who were assimilated, and that's why that mm. cube. Yes. Broke down. See that, yeah. Because that, that seemed a plot point that was pretty centered on the queue. And I'm guessing that, well, clearly we're, we're still going to have, I mean, Elnor's still on that queue. Um, mm. But I'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, maybe that's what they're going to do. Like, they'll, they'll, Elnor will stay on on that queue for a little while and we'll, that element will, will, will be furthered through, you know, his experiences there. But. I am wondering how they're going to sort of return to that plot point because it seemed pretty significant. It seemed like a link to, to Soji's origins and, and why, and why she's, and why they've, why she is feared. Yeah. Yeah. And why, yeah. Why they have such a a fear of, of synth in the first place. 
there's something fun and yeah so that that seems to have sort of disappeared for a while but hopefully as you say it'll come back as they stay on the cube yeah the 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 the, um the last we saw of elnor in this um plot line we saw that he he picked up a device and pressed Mm -hmm. it and neither me nor Gemma knew what that was even though i'd seen it twice i still didn't know what that was and then i had an epiphany Mm -hmm. yeah and also also uh, Rick Palmer knew. Um, it it <laughs> yeah. was the... it said Fenris on it, like the Fenris Rangers. Yeah, no, we didn't see that. We didn't read it. We were like, my my <laughs> brain <laughs> doesn't read the words. He's got a thing. He's got. He's pressed the thing. He's pressed the thing. What's that thing? Well, I was too busy thinking. What's that doing there? Isn't that convenient? That that's <laughs> Who's there. That guy? What Who's is that this? Guy? No, but like, why? That was convenient, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, why, but, why, why did that get left to that particular spot? But yeah, if we'd have... Maybe she just like leaves them around the place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's just really forgetful. <laughs> but yeah, if we'd have been on the ball and read the word Fenris, then yeah. we would have gone, ah, oh, okay, so maybe Seven's going to be back. She's going to come back and save the day. <laughs> oh, she's so cool. Uh, but we sure, didn't... Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have that reaction in the episode because we, we didn't read yeah. the word. We didn't have our reading brains on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I so so going back to, to Riker and Troy, um as we we were saying um um before you joined the podcast, Rick, but both me and uh Rick Palmer had exactly the same reaction after watching this episode, which was I really, really need to go out in the garden and build a pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. a lot of this episode felt like it was pizza oven porn mm-hmm. I just like oh man I need a pizza oven so badly they're, they're amazing there's fire in there they cook pizza uh, there were some beautiful shots from the interior of it you see the oh yeah, god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and clothes and it's, oh, it was good um, <laughs> yeah. completely unknowing of the content of this episode I happened to do I did happen to make pizzas from scratch tonight sadly but yeah still i felt that this was a moment where me and Riker i could relate to the character in a whole new way (laughs) because we both made pizzas did you have tomato and basil on your pizza you mean basil i made doing basil 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 space basil or (laughs) terrestrial basil (laughs) and bunny bunny corn bunny corn sausage wherever that is Don't forget to take the poison sack out. Pizza with tomato basil and non-venomous bunny corn sausage. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. I don't, I'd be like, I don't have to have any on my slice of that. Because why don't we have something that isn't potentially poison? (laughs) Like the tomato and basil is fine. (laughs) More of the space basil, please. (laughs) Yeah, I just have, yeah, I'll have a veggie pizza, please. Um, Mr. Riker. Yeah, I did wonder if um, if it bothers Marina Sirtis having to say tomato. Yeah, because she uh, she would normally say tomato. She would. Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Damn you, Carla! Your speedy thinking and saying (laughs) of things. There. yeah, there was some some really some really nice um, storytelling and and 
uh, scenes in this episode. I thought I really liked the the story about um, Riker and Troy's family yes. and hmm. that they had, and and how it, it's gradually sort of unravelled to us that there was a tragedy in the past, and they lost mm. uh, they lost their son Thad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thad. Yeah. Um, to a to a, a like a um a silicon based yeah. um, virus, which you're not sure about. I'm not sure you, about. I'm not sure about how silicon based virus would affect carbon based life form. But I'm not a scientist. That's right. So I don't know. But I I thought there was some great. I I there was some really nice kind of subtlety in those in the writing of those scenes. Like mm, they didn't yeah. have, they didn't just come right out and go and have Picard go. Hey, wait a minute. Where's your other son? <laughs> oh, yeah, he died of that virus, didn't he? Sorry. And he's like, oh, you must be sad about that. We are sad. That is what we are like now. <laughs> it is way more subtle than that. It's better. <laughs> you didn't write it. Yeah. But I, I thought there was some great... There was a, a really brilliant scene with um, Picard and, and Troy. And I thought Marina Sirtis just just nailed that scene. There's some great acting. Oh, in, in where, the bedroom. When, where yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I love that is. scene. Um, it was great where it was great where Picard talks about the the first time that he met their son, Thad. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out it wasn't because they have a picture of Picard with Thad as a baby, and I, I just love that. Um, I love that sort of idea. That that felt like mm. a very a really genuine mm. moment, um, and all all that stuff was great. And I think I think it works because I suppose Picard turns up with a young woman, and Picard's a sort of I guess sort of like a father figure, or he has to be. Mm. He's trying to be, and he's not doing a great job. And yeah. and and he's but he's meeting people who have raised children and. And and they're good people for him to meet at this point in his in this story. They they they're they're able to kind of help him at this point in in his mission with Soji, and to be to be a better to be better with her, and to mm. you know with this with this mission yeah. that he set himself to. Mm. Um, and understand that that it's it's not just. <sighs> It's not just a list of tasks he's having to do. He's mm. having to deal with a traumatized, um, well, person, yeah. a traumatized person who yeah. who is not who 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 isn't going to do as she's told, who doesn't believe anything he says, yeah, who has been tortured and and he he needs to try and think about things from her perspective, yeah. and he, he hasn't really been doing that. You could argue it's quite convenient that at this point in the story, the one person that <laughs> that Picard happens to run into is the person he kind of really needs to help mm. him sort of understand yeah, Soji. But... Stuff. but at the same time, I you know, ah, bah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was great that we have a story with with Troy and Riker, mm. and Troy is is a really essential part of the yes. story. It isn't necessarily something that always happened even no. in TNG. Mm. No. She, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, she's she has way more to do than Riker in this episode. Yeah. Um, she was, fantastic. and I just I thought she had some real there was some real meat to her story, and she yeah. re- she really went for it in terms of acting and and, and nailed it. Mm-hmm. She was great. It was it was kind of conven- convenient that trajectory device deposited them 
on within walking distance to try and write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I, I, that I did have, bother I me. I have a issues with the trajectory advice. Uh, trajectory advice. Um, <laughs> did he put the coordinates into the machine, or did he just say we're going to so and so, and it sent them there? Uh, he said, "Because I, 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 Hugh did the programming." Yes, yeah. I know, but at what point did he say Hugh? Okay, I want to say <laughs> yeah. Hugh. You're right. He didn't. He didn't say that. He, he, he found a planet, and Hugh found a planet, and so it's like literally, he was very fortunate that he happened to help them within yeah. walking distance of the exact he wanted to go see. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he never communicated to Hugh that he knew anyone on that planet or why he wanted to go to that planet. What so part of the planet he wanted really to go lucky, to? Really lucky, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, just because Picard has been like in a sulk in his vineyard since he's retired, doesn't mean that maybe like the Rikers haven't been keeping up contact with other people. Hugh and, Hugh and the Rikers might be in touch a lot. He might know exactly yeah, where their house is. Yeah. In my head, Cameron. He definitely wants to go see Riker, so... <laughs> in my head canon Hugh, Hugh and Picard do have a little bit of a connection because of their old Borg uh, um, mm. uh, affiliation so maybe I... Hugh just had a bit of intuition uh... about where Picard wanted to go on the planet um, and, and he yeah. just popped that into the no okay. <laughs> reaching <laughs> okay Oh, another thing I really liked uh, how um uh, how def- well defended the Rikers' houses. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. That was really cool. Rikers like, Alexa, raise shields. <laughs> Alexa, raise anti-cloaking. Um, uh, shields up. Remitter scans to Max. We've had a little trouble around here lately with the Xinti. Best to run anti-cloaking scans to Romulans. Mm-hmm. Initiate anti-cloaking scans. I think that was I think that was absolute fan service. Just just as, just to have Riker issuing commands again. Like, that was, yeah. I, mean, I loved it. I, yeah. I, I thought it was brilliant, but but it's just it's yeah, like what no. I mean why I mean and also this is, I guess this isn't a Federation world. It's they mentioned that they've had problems with some aliens. Yeah. Well, it's, I, just, it's I, just cool. I thought <laughs> Riker was being a bit jocular when he first said uh Raise shields and everything, and then some shields went up. It's like, oh, oh, he actually has shields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the alien race images of the Kazinti. Who are they, Rick? From the animated series. Oh, okay. What do oh. they look? I, I don't. They look like it's cat people. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh. At first, I thought you said Zindi. Mm, yeah. and I was like, what the what? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a cool link to uh, yeah, Enterprise, but it wasn't Zindi, so mm-hmm. whoops. Because <laughs> is another deep cut. I think but... if they're cat people, I guess maybe they've had a problem with the Kazinti like, like taking taking a lawn. dump in their lawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being <laughs> shoo, shoo, Kazinti. Maybe Riker wakes <laughs> up in the morning. spray he... them with a water pistol. Yeah. <laughs> Get up the lawn, Kazinti. Uh, Riker gets up in the morning and he puts his slippers on. There's a bloody mouse in here again. <laughs> Alexa Ray Shields. I've had enough of these these cat dickheads. <laughs> these cat, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that, yeah. Or they've invited a Kazinti couple around for dinner, and there's just a point where where one of them goes like coughs up a hairball. Like, <laughs> 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 
Right, it's like, oh, that was all the basil. Yeah, all the all space the basil and bunny corn sausage. <laughs> anyway, let's put on some jazz. We've painted a beautiful picture of the Riker's domestic life now. Um, um, I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch the the, the dead in this series, but because um, they talk about Thad being very imaginative and and he created languages and stuff, and that's all very cool. But I would say that um, that Kestra is very highly influenced by Princess Mononoke. <laughs> so I mean, and you know, to be fair, well done for Thad for creating that because because you know the Wild Women of the Woods that's his own invention and it's like an archetype. So. I'm not saying he's not creative, but I, I did get strong Princess Mononoke vibes from from yeah. Kestra. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. But that's cool. I mean, I love Princess Mononoke. It's brilliant. Well, um, Ted probably had the DVDs, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. on Netflix now, so he probably had Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that wasn't a that wasn't a gripe or anything. I just I just know <laughs> I just noticed that that similarity, especially with like the. the the kind of the red marks on the on the cheeks and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But it's yeah. cool. It's, it's a it's a it's a cool look. So it is a cool look. I I I uh, I liked her as a character. I thought yeah. she she made an impression. Mm. She did. Uh, she was like bordering on. She was borderline. A bit irritating. Yeah, but she was like a bit precocious and yeah, quite yeah, confident. Leaning on the precocious. But I, I, I liked her um, relationship with with Soji. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was good that we spent time with with those two characters, and, and Soji got uh, to sort of talk to to someone about being an android mm. and stuff like all all of that stuff was good. I thought, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, as we did mention Thad, I'm just going to point out another deep cut. Uh, you remember the Voyager episode Death Wish, where Q brings Riker up to um to help him that uh, hearing with the cue he wants to die oh yeah yeah um the reason he brought Riker in is and they show a picture that the Riker wouldn't exist because this other cue helped um Riker's civil war ancestor Colonel Thaddeus Riker no. ah. oh my god that is the that's the deepest cut mm. I've ever heard of no and it was bothering me with the Thad thing I was thinking, Thad, is that like a jazz guy? Is there a jazz guy called Thad? <laughs> and it took a while but before I hit on it. I was like, oh, flipping out. There, there probably was, Rick. I bet there was someone called um, Screaming Thad Johnson. Yeah. Thelonious. Was there a jazz? Thelonious. 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 Damn it. But sticking with that, I, I really I liked the uh, exploration of what it would be like to be a child brought up on starships. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, he had a skull oh, in his yeah. bedroom. That was a big tick for me as well. <laughs> I like the yeah. stuff around. He he was fascinated with the idea of a home world yeah. because he was born on a on a starship, yeah. and oh, that that was just some really nice kind of mm. kind of world building. And you, I think you got a sense of the family and and of thad as a character without really having a whole lot of dialogue around that mm. or, or without even seeing him yeah that felt really that felt really nice. genuine as well that felt just a really nice insight into what it must be like because i mean children are pretty inquisitive aren't they and they mm. they they ask a lot of, i mean they ask a lot of questions of their parents about why things are they are why that 
they are the way they are and mm. and things like that and I, yeah that was just a yeah. that was just a nice element to the story wasn't it and that character um you got a real sense of considering he's dead and we don't see him mm. you get a real, yeah. you get a real you get a real sense of 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 that mm. of that character i thought i i thought it was great and sad yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if they, if the writers kind of came with up with this idea of, of um, Picard coming across uh, Troy and Riker, and they had like a really cool house and a pizza oven, and the, <laughs> and it was really nice, and the climate was great, and they just thought it's a bit, it's a bit too twee. Mm. Do you know what we need? One of the kids died. <laughs> <laughs> that will uh, that will the end. You can't put that on a pizza. <laughs> 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 but you know, but I think that, but if that was their motivation, I think it was the right decision because yeah. um, it, it made it a much more interesting story, and I, I much preferred finding. I, I re- you know, I really liked sort of getting that that gradual back history of mm. Troy and Riker, and yeah, yeah if if nothing had, out. yeah, nothing had gone on in their lives, and they'd just spent the last twenty years eating pizza and hanging out in their lovely wood house. I just would have been like, yeah. Uh, why do we need to know this? Uh, another thing as well, I, I know I thought was that in, in TNG, I mean, these characters, Picard included, they, they often were in very dangerous situations. Um, and uh, to the point where we thought, you know, they might die, but they were always okay. And the, they had a sense of invincibility, I think, in TNG. Whereas now they're they're vulnerable. They're, they're you know we've seen they've yeah. they've experienced they've experienced loss and mm-hmm. and you know and 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 the effects that that can have on their lives. I mean, especially Picard and and it and I think you know coming you know, meeting um, Troy and Riker again after after almost twenty years. It's it, it's something that that kind of you know ex- shows that, doesn't it? That they're they're yeah they're, they're characters that have experienced loss and mm-hmm. and they're not you know they're not superheroes, which I, I think you know in in TNG it wasn't quite like that, but but they were they were you know they they were adventurers and they 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 yeah. they, they you know there was they, there was more of a sense of them being invulnerable and. With, but in this in this series, it's it, that's not the case. I, I don't think. Well, that that, that sort of conversation ties... Troy and Picard have as well. Picard mm. expresses regret that he might potentially have brought danger down on them, and Troy mm. concedes. You know, if anything happened to Kestra after what happened to Thad, you know, is that? It's just that if something were to happen to Kestra, of course, Diana, I understand. I'm not as brave as I used to be, Jean-Luc. Then you're getting wiser. And I, yeah, and I think it's good that they. Yeah. they I think it's good that Picard mentions that because in a, a couple of episodes earlier, he ex, he kind of explains why he hasn't contacted mm. the, his former crew mm. because he doesn't want to do that. So, I mean, at least he's addressing yeah. that to, to himself. Um, I was just going to say what what you were saying, Rick, ties into a conversation they have near the end when um, Picard is talking about his new crew mm. being uh, quite motley yes. and, he, and he says and they have a lot less they seem to have a lot more baggage than, uh, than you guys ever did yeah. which which I think is is right, the TNG crew d- didn't sort of have a whole mm. lot of baggage no. actually and whereas whereas now, yeah, yeah. Troy and Riker 
kind of do have a bit of baggage. Yeah. yeah. When um, when TNG starts, you know, Riker and Troy are like, oh, they, they used to date and now they haven't. And that's literally the entirety <laughs> yeah. of the actually what what you were saying rick about um the sense of in, invulnerability that they carried through um reminded me of a conversation that they had on ds9 um, miles and wharf were talking about um the best of both worlds and um wharf was like oh, i never doubted the act and we were like warriors from the old tales and so I was like, yeah yeah i kind of see though they did have that whole sense of invulnerability. even wharf goes around thinking like he was a fabled warrior in that yeah movie. yeah, yeah. That's a... he's always saying oh today is a is a good day to die he doesn't really think he it's is going to die really that's the no, kind of bullshit doesn't... you say when you don't when you think you're invulnerable isn't it <laughs> yeah. but you know he was one of the main cast so he knew he was pretty safe <laughs> They'd already killed the, the chief yeah, security, yeah, exactly so he was like, well, they're not so, going to kill yeah. another chief of security. I'm going to be fine. Today is a good day to die. <laughs> <laughs> they won't kill me. <laughs> I've just signed a contract for season four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys think of um, Riker in this episode? It's a great pizza man. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, I, he was like to me. He was like um, he was a smiley, big fun Riker. Hmm. Um, he, I, I hmm. think, um, uh, Troy had a lot of the uh, more of the meat of the story and and the, the sort of sadder aspects of their lives. And Riker was hmm. more like, I'm a cooking a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a, there's a there is a point where he talks to Picard about why they came to. Nepente because it has because yeah. it's because it has a, it's it's it has a, a certain quality like its soils have a regenerative regenerative quality the planet itself seems yeah. to, so like there's a planet. bit of that and you, you get it you get a sense of there's a bit of sadness there when Riker talks about that but yeah, yeah. most but mostly yeah. it's 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 just they're they're he's a he's a friend isn't he he's like a he's a good friend yeah. to Picard it's what Picard yeah. probably needs right now is a is a friend just a well he's he's He's, he's, he's that right hand that Picard he was he always was for Picard, you know even if it's only for a few moments, is is because the way he was able to just discern the situation yeah, so that quickly was, that was a great that was a great scene mm, where, a, where he says you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to tell me anything but he just he judges what's going on I loved that that was brilliant mm. I recognize that head tilt anywhere the kid's got data in her DNA. That's why you're here. How am I doing? Not bad. Or a pizza chef. <laughs> and I think he picked up on that head tilt. Yeah. yeah. Has yeah. ever done that head tilt before that? Yes. Moment? Yeah. If, if you go back to the sock um, skating scene, mm. when Narek leads her down towards the sock skating corridor, she okay. does it there. Because mm. I, I noticed it then. I thought, oh. That's that little head tilt like Data is used to do at a curious okay. moment. Oh, that's so right, so... Rick. <laughs> oh, you've made his day. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rick, you, you're a big Riker fan, aren't you? So this, you must have been, you, I bet you couldn't wait to see uh, Riker show up in this show. Oh, it was, it was uh, I mean, just, you know, having seen it in the trailers, sent chills down me and brought tears to my eyes and so i was just a bit of a wreck when they uh when they had Riker show up uh, it's like 
see him reunite with Picard, it was all oh, it was it was it was a very emotional. Episode yeah, I I thought there was there was a there's a really lovely scene near the end where Riker and Picard just sit out, um, and they're they're sat on a sort of a jetty overlooking a lake. And it slightly mm. it slightly undermined the emotion to me because um, it's really clear in that scene how massive uh, Jonathan Frakes is, and Picard looked like he was his kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit hung up thinking about that, <laughs> but actually, it was like the the it was a really lovely um, emotional scene, and yeah. and again, like we've said before, they just felt like genuine friends. Mm. Um, hanging out and it was yeah. oh, it was really nice i think if you were to watch this watch like all good things and see that end scene where picard sits and joins it with the poker game and he sort of it's like he has a new relationship starting with his crew from that moment um and then you, you see this i think there's a, like a clear payoff in the, in the way he can after seven years working with them he can suddenly allow himself to become emotionally close mm. to them yeah so that was a real yeah I also, I also, and I may be put, pinning lots on this, but there was, I, I'm putting a lot of significance on Riker's line that he's still on active oh. reserve and stuff. Oh God, yeah. As soon as he said that, and I think he, he says something like, you know, that it would need to be something really important to bring him back. Do you ever think about shipping out again? Well, I am still on active reserve. It would have to be a very good reason. And immediately I was like, oh, the final episode. Um, the, 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 ah, the, 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 everything's going against them. There's like a big fleet of Romulan ships. and Suddenly the Enterprise shows up and there's, there's, there's Riker on the bridge. And what does he say? He says, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's like, hey, no, he's like, hey, you want a bunny corn sausage with your pizza? <laughs> I've got your space basil right here in a photon tube. Actually, he's commanding two starships. He's just the equivalent of wielding two. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing. Yes, because he is really big, so he could he could do that, and it would look not ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah. But yes, that that, that line so, did make me think. Oh, it'd be amazing if he does show up again. Let's see. There is, and I'm probably you know, but it's like it's like when Seven gave that little transmitter calling mm. card thing to mm. Picard. You kind of like you want to take that line. You just can't see. Is is there a chance I'm going to see Riker in uniform on the bridge of a oh, ship again before this goes out? And I start, oh, clean up on aisle four. <laughs> Yeah, that would be an immense oh, moment for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you know we actually we've talked a lot about Troy and Riker. Um, we have and and about Hugh and the, mm, the Borg Q, section. but there is a there's a B story that we haven't talked about um, too much, where uh, Girati throws up again. because <laughs> um, she's she's mm. having a oh well, oh. Um, Narak is chasing. Um, chasing yeah. them down he, he's tracking her isn't he yeah. using her her um tracking device that she wasn't meant to eat <laughs> <laughs> yeah ch- uh, like a chewing gum yeah they yeah. can't work out yeah. what how he's tracking them yeah and, uh, the, what's the pilot guy called again Rios. he he's kind he's a bit stupid he's in this a bit episode. stupid 
I don't mind that he it's thinks like, it's Rafi. I think that's yeah. quite nice, especially at that their conversation where he's just about to tell Rafi that he thinks it's her, and she's like, what? "Yeah, you're not going to shoot me out an airlock, are you?" Yeah, 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 and he doesn't. He doesn't get to finish his sentence, does he? But but, you, you, but there is a bit when Girati is basically saying, "No, it's not." Raffy, yeah, uh, wink, uh, wink, wink, and he's, and he's like, like <laughs> he's uh, like, well, anyway, I don't know who else it could be. Could I'm gonna go talk do, do, do. to my crazy holograms. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, man. I'm meant to be the captain. And also, Raffy is super creepy in this episode. Oh, you were a bit creeped I, out by her whole uh, planet, well, planet Raffy. Chocolate? That's probably overdoing it. No such thing on planet Raffy. That, yeah. was, that was a little bit, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if it was just the performance. Or, I don't. I think it was or... the performance and the script. Yeah. <laughs> when you basically, yeah. when you're when you're referring to being with you as planet you, that's yeah, just, that's just creepy. <laughs> it's not her fault. It's the script. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? Actually, it's perfectly acceptable on Planet Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I a lot of Rick. things are acceptable on Planet Rick. <laughs> Planet, I mean, Planet Rick E. Planet Rick E. Yeah, it's pretty much an anything goes kind of place. <laughs> Ah, oh, geez, I've uh, I've never had permission to beam down there, and um, I've just always lost the paperwork for some reason. <laughs> So oh, we can't we can't go there. I'm sorry. Oh, not See, I was I was wondering through these scenes when 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 uh, Girati had her little little meltdown on the bridge. It's like are they are these guys now suspicious of her? And is that why Raffi's doing this whole like nice and come with Auntie Raffi and get some cake kind of thing? Apparently not. But and then and then when she's in sick bay, um, and Rios goes and talks to her and says, I'm beginning to wonder if Raffi's a is is it is that because he think he actually thinks it's Girati and he's trying to yeah. sort of he's trying to like double but bluff no. her, um, and then then she says no no it's me and he still doesn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's no, he's actually it's dumb. because they 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 basically see her as a non-entity, don't they? I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, um, Rios, you know, finds her attractive, but that's that's kind of that's as far as it goes really i think yeah they don't yeah so that's why she flies under the radar because yeah they're they're so world weary and jaded and she's the naive yeah. innocent yeah is, is their perception i i thought again um, in this um in this episode um uh Ali, is it alison pill is that the actress's name who plays yeah. um Girati. she i thought uh she put in a great performance actually yeah. i thought when the the scenes towards the end where she's really you know she's clearly in a bad way and she's she takes the decision to um uh to take a well it, it seems like she's well, taking like a like a, a suicide option she's well, uh, she's poisoning herself to to mask mask the tracking signal right yeah yeah, yeah. but also right. committing also it's probably fatal like it's it's <laughs> She basically she radiates herself, doesn't she? Hmm. Yeah. When she stood up, I um I I was thinking, oh, she's going to like literally try and physically remove the tracker. This is going to get messy because she chewed it up. Um, and then she seemed to go to the microwave, and I'm like, oh, is she going to get some popcorn? Like, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she replicated that 
that thing Pres- in, yeah. Presumably so, it's some sort of nanotech or some sort of mm. uh, uh, a biological tag or something that can't be removed. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, get, I'm guessing it's some sort of, the tracker is some sort of non, non-damaging isotope, like a radioactive, yeah. it's like a radioactive um, isotope. Yeah. And she, she's a scientist, so she probably has figured out how it works and how she could mm. override it or disable it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did, but it did feel like at that point, you know, we as an audience, we were meant to be kind of thinking, oh, is she, is she, is that it? Is she, is she going to commit suicide? Is that a? Mm. That, that's how I sort of interpreted well, I it. I think anyway, it was. But... Yeah, I think she was. She was ready to die in in order to do that and we were yeah. we discussed didn't we about i i we were discussing how she went from killing her, an ex-lover for the cause to mm. killing herself because they can't shake the tail yeah but i think you mm. you were saying it's more of a kind of yeah. culmination of events she yeah take I, it anymore. I felt like she like i i i think she didn't want to kill no Maddox. i think she i think she felt like she had to because she was committed to to commodore o's cause mm. but she really didn't want to do it and then i think as a result of like i i, I think she's not well now she's done that she she doesn't feel great about it like mm. she's in a now she's really torn about her actions and what she's done, and it and it, it feels like now she's, you know, maybe she's gonna sort of come, you know, come back to the crew and and pick a side, pick mm. a side already, Girati. <laughs> but like, I hope I hope this isn't a TV show where we, you know, like everyone forgets that she's she has literally mm. killed a man. Yeah, you know that that is input. She did do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, but I I, uh, I I enjoyed all of those those scenes as well. I thought the a lot of the uh, sort of tension and and uh, kind of action came from the B and C stories, and then the the A story was very much mm. uh, Picard having a, a chat on a lovely planet mm. with his with his old friends <laughs> and, some and yeah, and some delicious pizza. You were a bit put out by how many slices of pizza people got. I, I was <laughs> upset. The macaroni seemed to be serving up one slice. And then he does say, oh, guests get two. Yeah. I was thinking, well, wait a minute. Get, two isn't even enough. <laughs> I'm assuming he went back out and there was another pizza. Better have bloody made another pizza. <laughs> It's like, I'd be like he has these massive pizza and he only cooks yeah. like two pizzas. I'd be, I'd be absolutely devastated. I'd be like, this. you've got this amazing pizza <laughs> oven. Um, you've you've gone on about your space basil, got one flipping slice, <laughs> tiny as well. <laughs> You're gonna have to order in. Starving. You know, Riker's massive. He clearly eats okay. <laughs> he probably ate like three pizzas while he was cooking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everyone this one's burnt gets... as well. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I am. I did like. I did like in this episode when they were when they're having their their pizza dinner. Um, they talk about they talk a bit about the planet and there's a, there's a spaceport on the other side of the lake mm, and then there's that character what's he called Captain Captain, Captain what's he called Captain Cullen or Captain 
some I, I don't know remember who that right. was. But, yeah. But that felt like they mentioned yeah. him a couple of times and I I mm. I mean I, I it, think that's a new character, but I thought is this is this gonna way. be a is this gonna be a character that we maybe see at some point? Because... Oh, that, that exa- I, I was thinking because mm. they I'm sure there's a line where where uh, where um uh, the the kid says um, he's he's even older than than you are, Picard. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I guess he's you know. And I, as soon as she said that, I was like, Oh, is he a character? Is he someone from the original series? Is it Shatner? <laughs> brought back Shatner. <laughs> that that yeah. would be amazing. Oh, wouldn't it? Holy, Imagine holy s. They, I suppose, because didn't <laughs> die under the bridge. Well, I think actually Shatner's gone on record um, re- in a recent interview saying he wouldn't come back and play Kirk again oh. but would he play another character oh, oh could no. you imagine no, and he's actually it's no. actually Kirk with like no. it's Shatner with a prosthetic or something on oh my god no. that would be incredible that Gemma would be you would love it much. it would be <laughs> ruin it it'd be brilliant it's like, I want it. <laughs> it's like I woke up covered in rocks I didn't know who I was on a planet I, I had no idea who I was I was covered in rocks I was like, why am I covered in rocks? Why why was I left here? Covered in rocks. Um, I formed my own identity and I escaped that world. And now I'm not covered in rocks. And I'm, I'm this guy. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, but-, but I think maybe I'm wondering, I'm wondering if Narek will go to Nepenthe, but not, he won't go to the Riker's house. He might, but he might go to the spaceport perhaps. And is that... Is that? Do you think that does can happen? He know, does he know? He's, he doesn't know he's going to Nepenthe, does he? He was just following them. Oh, yeah, true. he was tracking, and and Girati, um got rid of the mm. tracking device, presumably. Yeah, that's but, a good maybe, point. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next episode because he he's got part of the way there. They could right? they could extrapolate from there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was enough of that sort of isotope in Girati's sick. Uh, that, <laughs> still track them i don't know oh. well, i guess we'll see it's a lovely thought isn't it yeah. i like that you actually yeah. saw it coming yeah. out i think they they put oh. a lot of effort into that sick. horrible but that like, yeah it's like oh, you have to see her be sick again oh now she's foaming at the mouth <laughs> so i have a this is this is a bit weird but i have a real um it's not like a phobia, but it's like I'm just horrified by toothpaste and people cleaning their teeth. I don't know why. It's something about the the foaming at the mouth. Oh, I just hate it. Someone else is if someone else is in the bathroom and they start cleaning their teeth, yeah. I am out of there. Yeah, you are. So, so when after Girati had been sick twice and then she, then she was foaming at the mouth, I was like, this she she is in real danger of me not having a crush on her anymore. <laughs> I hope she realizes this. <laughs> She's this close to uh, the crush ending <laughs> in uh, me not being crushing on her anymore. Put it in your letter. I'll put, I will put it in my letter. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Dr. Durant, <laughs> I am troubled. By your recent by behaviour. You did two six and, and that, then you were really the foaming at the mouth. At the mouth. And I just don't. I just th- this is like odd prose for a letter, but <laughs> I write letters very casually. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even introduced oh, yeah. myself in this letter, but you know, yeah. who, I, you know who I am. 
You've had my letter before. Yes. <laughs> this is not my first radio slash letter. Please stop kissing Rios and being sick. Thank you. Bye. Uh, signed, we'll tell them. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, wow. The, the, this episode felt. Uh, I, I say this every single time we do a podcast, but I, this was my favourite episode so far. <laughs> I just loved it. It was, yeah, it was a big thing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they now now they know where the planet that Soji and Daj were created on, at least. Yeah, once mm. again, really. I mean, that has to be the only planet in the entire known universe that has those parameters and it but it doesn't it doesn't have a name it just has a number and um old captain old captain creepy who seems to really know um try and riker's kid well that's what's going on there Uh, he's just a nice man he's just a nice he's just i don't know man people just be friends will Jeez. I don't know. I just, I'm just suspicious. If it was a female, I... would you be suspicious in that way? No. Uh, I no, guess I wouldn't. I, I guess know. I wouldn't. You've got to take a long, hard look at yourself, mate. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a sort of a Jimmy Savile style character. I'm thinking right. someone jolly and with a big white beard. Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Santa? <No. laughs> yeah, pretty much. Santa. But kind of weirdly dressed like a fisherman. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah fisherman. That yeah, would fit. Like a, yeah. a, like a Captain Birdseye character, sort of character. Yeah, but more weatherworn. Weatherworn, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the old fa- um, Father Christmas Raymond Briggs Father Christmas movie yes. from the eighties? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because I think I think he goes fishing in that. So there yeah. we go. Oh, oh, um, I'll, um, if, if it's not. If it's not if it's not Shatner that plays that character whose name I can't remember, how about Brian Blessed? Brian Blessed would be perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because Brian Blessed Blessed hasn't been in Star Trek yet, I don't think. And I feel like he should I feel like he should (laughs) If there was one thing him and him and Patrick Steele are friends. Yes, that's right. And they were in uh, Kenneth Branagh's Henry V together. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they went to Shakespeare school. Too. Yeah. Ah, oh, there was one thing that could improve um, the Picard show. It would be Brian Blessed. Yeah. If I had one criticism, I would say there isn't enough Brian Blessed <laughs> in this series. You Which could is say that about many things. It's my main criticism of every series that I watch, and it's rare that kind of it's remediated. I have to eliminate criticism, otherwise I'm criticizing everything. I turn it to work. There's not enough Brian Blessed here. I go to the shops. There's not, not enough Brian Blessed. Uh, then you turn on... And you, can't, you can't go through life and criticising everything. <laughs> you turn on Flash Gordon and you're like, ah, actually, there is there is about the right amount of Brian Blessed here, so this is okay. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig, yes. There yes. Is. He's in that, yeah. Not enough though, because he's only in about four. Yeah, you could, true. yeah, you could. St- even though he's in it, you could still say not, not enough. enough. <laughs> not Brian enough. Blessed. Brian Blessed. <laughs> um, do you know what, guys? We are one hour and ten minutes into the recording, and um, I, I, 
I think we've we've talked about everything in the episode. Uh, and Lad, does that does anyone else have anything else that they need to say? I do. After we covered Thad's name, I happened to Google Thad jazz singer, and found out there is a Thaddeus Joseph oh. Jones, who is an American jazz trumpeter, composer, and band leader who has been called one of the all-time greatest jazz trumpet soloists. Okay. 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 It may have been a further influence for Riker's that child's does, name. Yeah, yeah, because of the whole trumpet thing. Mm-hmm. That does sound like, yeah, that is Yeah, I mean, a trumpet is like a, a, a baby trombone, really, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, what, it, I think that's what it's generally called, isn't it, by musicians? <laughs> yeah, bring out the old baby trombone. <laughs> Better than a better than a, a rusty trombone, am I right? Well, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. Would that, would that that probably wouldn't work very well. <laughs> well, it depends. It, it depends. Well, you know, you, don't, knock it till you, don't knock it till you don't knock it till you tried it, Rick. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I don't know. I, this is going. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for introducing that. You. You have lowered the tone. I feel like we stumbled onto uh, Rick's erotic uh, fiction <laughs> website again. It is. It well, there is. It, it has happened in it. I have to admit, you know. It, but it's, it was so. It was very erotic. <laughs> it's hard to. It's hard to picture <laughs> the words a rusty trombone um, in in erotic fiction. And, and it was very erotic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> sort it out for you. Just, uh, just a further note: the fact she murdered a bunch of Exborg and Hugh has not, in, in any way, invalidated my crush on Narissa. So. Is is Narissa, Narissa the, um, the sexy naughty, the sexy, sexy naughty Yeah. You guys, you guys are not not fussed about a bit of murdering, are you? Yeah, I guess all. No, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm really struggling to overlook the slightly incestuous tones with her and her brother. Mm. I think that's an act. I I don't think there is actually any incest. I think she's just doing that whole, ooh, (laughs) I'm I'm sexy power play thing. Maybe she's so sexy. She's even sexy with her brother. That's how sexy she is. I mean, I thought she was. It was she very sexily holstered her disruptor. I was a bit like, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah, you'd like, yeah. You'd like her to holster like your disruptor, yeah. eh, Rick? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> 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 because appropriately looking after um, dangerous weaponry is uh, obviously a key concern, and she looks like she has been had appropriate training. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know why you're all sleeping. She does. She's and she's she's very. She looks like she'd be very good with her hands. Because she because she can throw. She threw that. She like, did throw the throwing spiky blade. Thing it's nice. Got a knife. But she's she's yeah. never able to figure out Rubik's cube. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we know she's not very. But also, I, she's I don't. She's not patient. Yeah. She's not patient. So no. that that might be a barrier in your relationship with her. Rick. I'm not what, saying. What? Yeah, I'm not saying that that patience is a necessity <laughs> when talking to Rick Everson. But have a way to finish that sentence. It helps, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say if she has quite murdery tendencies. I would be 
in a lot of trouble if she didn't have a lot of patience with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would. I, th- I, yeah, I think she'd be really close to murdering you like the whole time. <laughs> Maybe Rick's into that. Yeah, 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 that could be intensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as- established if you can get past the murdering stage your relationship is set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a sign of any good relationship, right? You get past that stage where you want to kill one another. Like, mm-hmm. got past it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. And hopefully we'll be back to record um, a reaction to episode eight. Indeed. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we will be back for another episode in the future. Indeed. Yeah. We will. Thank you, guys. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? I had a tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Wilturland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, Um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. No such thing on Planet Rafi. <laughs> <laughs>